Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Paul Hamilton. Oh, Cervatic and Hamilton going to each other and so whiskey. Why they do it? We have to fight. With Mike the Bulldog. Knobchak was just totaled by an Iowa State player against the was, board. I think it was by Hamilton. On WGR. Really a pretty unnecessary hit by Hamilton. Hamilton is still awfully mad. He's being held back. Number 17, Paul Hamilton. Two minutes for charging. Five minutes for fighting. And then Sports Radio 550. Paul. Just... Try to control yourself. Hitting a poor defenseless goalie. You know? What a goon. Paul Hamilton on the West Her Hotline. Paul, oh, how was your weekend? He's, he's on the show now. Jeez, I feel awkward yes. about saying that about Paul. How was your weekend, Paul? What what happened? <laughs> what happened? I don't know. I watched some late hockey. Uh, was, it was an uneventful weekend. <laughs> you watched any of the golf yesterday? I didn't. I'm not much of a golf watcher. I might tune in during a major, maybe. But, uh, yeah, no, that's not my thing. I watched a little bit of the Daytona 500 near the end. See, if you are up late watching the Sabres, you might need that golf nap Nap. the next day. Yeah, that's nap is clutch, Paul. Golf is the best sport for that. Yeah. What if you fall asleep during a hockey game that you're covering? That's possible, too. That's that you're covering, tough. yes, that's possible too. There, there, there were some Sunday afternoons in the in the late '90s that I remember sitting in the press box, just thinking, "How in the world are people paying to come watch this? <laughs> like, this is not. This is a, I'm dying up here, and I'm here for free." Uh, so I, I could see you falling asleep during some of that. Um, Daytona was a kind of a mess, Paul. Did, were you there for the, like, the end of the race that took like, yeah. 17 hours to complete two laps? <laughs> I think I watched the last 22 laps, and you're right. It took like four hours to complete oh, it. So. God. <laughs> and, then, and then just like, oh, okay, that guy won. But, like, that's all they – Mike, I don't know if you followed any of this or like saw no. any the, – the, they, they, they tried to do this like when, when, when it gets late in the race and there's wrecks – They'll have like they'll extend the race and have what is called, like a green white checker finish, so that they have a racing finish. They tried to do that twice. The second time they did it, there was another wreck, and so they just said, "Well, you already took the white flag, so whoever was in front won." There was no like race to the finish line. They just sort of went, "Yeah, that guy won." It's when the light came on when they went from green to yeah. yellow. It yeah. is, it, it, they have to see, as soon as the yellow light went on, it's whoever was ahead at the time wins the race. Yeah. And that was at about 7 o'clock or so Eastern time. And after having invested almost five hours in watching it, it was a kind of an anticlimactic way to have it end. Sounds like it. It was really disappointing. Was the winner anybody we talked about? No. It's bad. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Um, hadn't won since winning the summer race at Daytona in 2017. I think. Hmm. 
Hey, by the way, we moved on a little bit, but speaking of hockey you were watching and maybe fell asleep watching, 25 years ago today was Nagano. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that today. Hashik against Team Canada. Wow. And I, I was asleep. I I know this. I assume this because I didn't watch any of it. Like, I was maybe asleep for the whole game. Middle of the night, right, our time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want... I re- I remember watching it. Yeah, I did too. Since so I don't, I, and I think you're right. I think it would have been the, the middle of the night, but I think I got up to watch it. I wanted to see it. A hundred percent rooting for the checks, like one hundred percent rooting for the checks. Yes, I was. Yes. Paul, I probably wasn't rooting for anything. I was just watching the game. Hmm. Sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I missed you on Saturday night, Paul. I knew I wasn't going to see you. But yeah, I would have liked to, to have come. Yeah, yeah, I mean that would have been great. I was at my niece's uh, birthday party, and then there, of course, there with the Saber game. So, right. but I definitely would have been there had uh, it been a free free evening. Paul, so perhaps sadly or unfortunately for the Sabers, they are done playing Western Conference teams on the road uh, for this season. It went really well: eleven wins in fifteen games. This feels like sort of a demarcation point in their season, with all that behind them. Recently, the All Star break and the bye week. Now it's going to get turned up starting tomorrow night against teams they're either competing with, often anyway, not usually, teams they're competing with for a playoff spot or looking up at. Yeah, such a weird schedule. I mean, all right, you're done with the West on the road. Let's welcome in the Toronto Maple Leafs for the first time all year on February 21st. You know, and you've only played them once this year. I mean, it's in the last was was it last year they hadn't played them at all until like March? I mean, it was it was just like a. It's crazy yeah. how they just you know you, this is one of a big rivalry in the Buffalo area, and it just basically ignore it all season long until they get near the end, unless they want games like this at the end. I suppose maybe that's the way the NHL is looking at it, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy that uh, you know, and and the Leafs, of course, only coming in once. Uh, but Toronto is one of the teams in the division; they're only going to play three times. Well. After that, though, I mean, this is obviously the Leafs are very good, and then you've got Tampa, Florida, Washington. This isn't; it's going to be intense now. It sure is, yeah. And they're they're good on the road, but they are not good against the Florida Panthers. No matter where they play, they do not match up against that team. They play better against Tampa, but in the end, they usually let Tampa back in it and lose it. Um, but it's a better game than the Florida game. The Florida game, they just. They, they just don't match up with them or Carolina, and those games get away fast on them. So, you know, maybe, you know, they, they're going to f- try to figure out a different way to play them uh, when, when they wind up in Florida at the end of this week. What what, what kind of form do you feel like they're in? Like, we, we started today, uh, Paul, like, like, you know, can they do it? Like, you know, I, I know, like throw a dart, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Everyone around them is flawed. They're flawed. Everyone around them is flawed to some extent or another. So, you know, you're in a race with six teams for two spots. Um, I don't know. I mean, how do you, how do you like their chances at, at this you know, young stage for so many of these guys to be in this sort of pressure cooker for the first time? Well, they're getting to be more like themselves again, which they weren't for, what, two or three games coming out of the break, uh, and and finding ways to win. They weren't. It wasn't their best game against San Jose. For 40 minutes, they kind of depended on a goaltender to make 25 saves. 
but they were they were in it. I mean, they weren't like the worst I've ever seen them play. But it was 2-2 at the end of 40 minutes, and, and they found a way to win. They played a really good third period, uh, got got to the type of game that they want to play, and outshot them 18-8, outscored them 2 nothing, and, and won the game. Same thing in Anaheim. It, it, they were playing well, really well, and then it got away from them. 2 nothing became a 3-2 deficit, but it took less than a minute to tie it. You know, they didn't. For, for a couple of games, panic was setting in when bad things were happening, but not this game. All right, some bad things happened, and they said, all right, enough is enough, and went out and got the tying goal quickly, and before the period was over, we're ahead again. So it was almost good they had some adversity in that game so they could get back to their game, and then they scored five consecutive goals and, and won the game. So they figured out ways to win in games, especially the San Jose game, where maybe they didn't have their best game, but they they got to their best game as, by the end and, and were able to win the game. And that's, you know, again, you go on a road trip and you say you're going to win two out of three going out west. I'm sure most of us sign up for that, you know, if you're a fan. Uh, you know, you're going to take that. And, uh, you know, they did that. And, you know, the, before that, they went 3-0-1 on the road. Uh, it's just now here Here they are at home. <laughs> How are you going to handle that where you've lost 16 out of 27? I mean, and, and it's, maybe it's lucky they only have one home game, and then they go back on the road again <laughs> for two, but they go to places they're not very good in. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if they can figure out the home game again tomorrow. Their performance is better at home this year, except in terms of their record. I think you might hate stuff like that, but – like just by their play, they've they've gotten some a couple of like these one off goaltending nights like Dallas, you know, and some of that on the road. But I'm not worried about that. You should want to play at home, and I think it's cool. Not that you said different, Paul, but it should really be an atmosphere now. As they as long as they can keep in it, Toronto games are always like that. Washington Sunday is you know that's the team. I think maybe you they're out of it now by a by a point or two, right? By a mm-hmm. just a tick, yep. but. Yep. We all know Washington is a team we're we're vying with here, so um, hopefully it's a it's a good atmosphere, and that can't be a bad thing. Well, the, the thing about home is they ha- they have had some good wins at home. I mean, they're, 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 it hasn't been every single game has been horrible. They have had some good games at home, and they have had some very very bad games at home. And uh, as we said, the record just you're you're not getting the points, and and if this continues like this, where they, you know, lose every sixteen to twenty seven at home, I don't think they're making the playoffs. I don't think no, they, of course they can they can keep going like this. They have to figure out how to be getting points at home and uh, figure out how not to lose five to one to one team and seven to two to another team and. Uh, have another team in here that's at the bottom of the league and beats them and, and type of thing. You know, get back to when they have gotten some good home wins and played well at home. Right, Philadelphia four nothing. That that was a that was a tough one. That was one of those Monday yeah. Monday Monday night games. That's just, yeah. just, just tough. Well, when you day. play a lot, there are going to be exceptions. Yep, that's true. There are going to be bad nights. Eighty that's games. Right. That's right. We should have learned, I think, through the stretch, Paul, that that just you know going into the break, which was the Carolina game, I think you just referenced, and then coming out of it, the Calgary game, and then they they lose the first game of this trip in L.A. and it's four in a row, and you hadn't played a lot, and you're sort of standing still in the standings, and I I know I was a little worried, like they're going to sort of drop a little too far out of it, but they're right back where they were before the break now with two wins. 
yeah, that's kind of the way it's gone. You know, they get themselves right back into it, and they're right there. Then they lose a couple. Or they don't play for a bit, and the teams around them pick up points and then go past them again. All right, now you're behind again. Now you got to come back up. The, now they're, they're back up the slope again. Now, you, you know, they, they now get over the slope. Don't, don't almost get to the top, and by points percentage, you actually are at the top. Uh, you know, don't slide back now. And they're playing teams, not Toronto. I mean, last year they they uh, had they matched up well against Toronto last year. Now the one game they played this year didn't go well, but uh, overall they do match up well against Toronto, but not with Florida and not with uh, yeah. Tampa Bay. What, what? Washington they beat this year, which they have had problems with them, but at least they shook that. Walked into Washington and won a big game. Paul, what do you mean by match up well? When the Carolina Hurricanes know how to frustrate the Sabres to no end. I mean, they, they get in the neutral zone. They will not let the Sabres skate. They will not let them carry the puck. Uh, they, they dominate possession when they have it, and the Sabres get frustrated with it, and they get in the zone. They take away their passing lanes. They take away their speed, and the Sabres get frustrated with it. And they, they, that, that's what the problem is now. Now, in past years, they've frustrated them in different ways, but with this particular team, yeah. you know, Carolina just plays such a simple game. That and they are so good at it, they 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 don't make a lot of mistakes while they're doing it, and you got to be awfully patient if if you're going to beat them. And I think the Sabers don't stay patient with them, and you know the, it gets away from. Them. Next thing you know, it's four one five one, and uh, you know they right. they've been dominated in that game. But we're talking about Florida. Right, like no, twice you said Carolina, twice Carolina, but twice you've said in this conversation that they don't match up well with Florida. Florida, for, for for whatever reason, you know, Buffalo lets them get to their game, which some which last year. Now they played differently this year, but last year it was speed and to get up ice, and the Sabers couldn't keep up with them. And a couple of games, the Sabers, if you recall, had a lead on them. Was it four to one in Florida, maybe? And they lost seven to four. This is another season, a, a different I season. It was last year. Um, that that last year they they had a four one lead there, and I think that was the game they lost seven to four. As I'm trying to think back, and I think there was another game last year they had the lead on them and lost big. You know, because Florida could just right just and Toronto take and off. Toronto doesn't play that way. Toronto is not going like, to they, they, you know they they're going to they'll score on you. But they're not going to bu- buckle you down. I wouldn't say, right? That's why. That's what you mean when you say they match up well with Toronto. Yeah, last year they took Toronto's speed away from him. Buffalo had a lot of good puck possession, and it actually frustrated the Leafs that way. Where the Leafs, uh, the, the outdoor game, the Leafs actually got the lead, and Buffalo quickly came back to tie the game. And you know, Matthews, you saw how frustrated he got with Darlene. Yep. because they were just on him as soon as he would get the puck, and they would give him no room. And, uh, you know, he, he started getting frustrated. So th- that's how they did well against Toronto is they took away Toronto's speed coming through the neutral zone, and then Buffalo would get the puck. They'd turn it over. Buffalo would get the puck, and they would get extended zone time at the other end. How do you like O'Reilly on the Leafs? Well, Toronto's a fast team. Ryan O'Reilly isn't the fastest player, but he's always been able to overcome because of other traits that he has. 
you know, I've been wondering all year long with the lack of production in St. Louis. I mean, is is it over for Ryan O'Reilly? Is it is he past his prime? Is it is he starting to go downhill? Well, he's got a better team with him now. The St. Louis Blues aren't what they used to be. Even when Tarasenko was still there this year, they just aren't what they used to be. And now he's surrounded by Matthews and Tavares and Nylander and you know the whole crew up there, Marner. So he's surrounded with better players. So is he going to maybe perk up a little bit and be better? They, you know, we'll find out. I didn't know if this was the year that, you know, the decline of Ryan O'Reilly. It looked like it. He only had six assists all year long. That's not Ryan O'Reilly-ish. But being, being in Toronto where his home team uh, with better players, maybe we'll see him get rejuvenated a little bit. Hey, before, before I'm sorry to jump back to the Sabres, Paul, but we, we spent some time today talking about Granado's comments regarding the goaltending. Um, and how did you, for folks who don't know, if you can, you know, paraphrase what Granado said about goaltending and and like what your takeaway from those comments w- were? He wanted to get all three goaltenders out of the break in because I asked him about it worked out fine. You know how I thought Lukanen should have played Wednesday, but he was fine going Saturday to Saturday, sitting on a 7-2 to two loss and came out great against San Jose. And he said he didn't want to put him right back in in Los Angeles. He wanted to get him some practice time, and then he wanted to get Comrie in too. He wanted to get all three goalies in after the break, get them games. Mm-hmm. And he goes, now that he's done that, it's back to what they were doing before, which sounds like Lukanen's the number one guy and then they work in Anderson when they can, and whatever Comrie gets, he gets. But he said that's what that was the plan coming out of the break, that he wanted to get all three in the net and get a game and then go from there. So that's what he did. Spring training has started. It has. When do games start? Sunday, or, or sooner. I know that there are games Sunday. So, yeah, that's, uh, it comes fast. Everything, everything in life comes fast these days. <laughs> yes, you really just have to recalibrate, or else that's definitely yeah how it is, how it seems. That's I right. Mean, weren't we just talking about the World Series, and now the, here we are in spring training, and uh, yeah, it's and here we are rounding near the end of the hockey season. Didn't it just start? Weren't we just in training camp? I mean, it just everything goes by quickly now. I suppose. Very good, Paul. Talk to you tomorrow. Yep. Take care, guys. All right, that's our Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline and his appearances here with us on WGR, always brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Thinking about today and planning for tomorrow and by Relax Honda. Relax, we got this. Sharks 3, Kraken 0. Late. What did you say? I said nice. Nice. You have the Sharks? Yep. That must be the only reason why you could have meant that. Right, because there's no playoff. Seattle's not in our division. Not this year. No. Flames three, Flyers three, third, and two games uh, tonight. You'll be watching these that games was tonight. Three one after two. That Flames fly. That, that's oh. disappointing to hear. That Calgary came back. Yes. You're on Philadelphia. Yep. We should know these things in advance. I think. Well, I guess I could ask. Uh, sure. If you want, if you want to know, I'm sure every game. Lager with San Jose, Philly, Winnipeg on the money line, and Pittsburgh minus one and a half. That's that's my night. So I could really use Philly to like keep me alive. Otherwise, you know that's going to be a problem for me. Then you're going to lose. You have to have yeah, Philadelphia. Lose. They all have to win. I will lose for anybody that. who's uninformed. Yeah, that's how it goes. They, they all have don't to give win. you credit for three out of four. No. Right. Good luck. Thank you. I'm I'm hopeful. <laughs>
we chatted with Sal uh, today on Derek Carr and also some Bills stuff with the franchise tag and the draft coming up and free agency, kind of uh, not wide-ranging, but different topics with Sal. So hope you enjoy that. Mike Shope and the Bulldogs. Stay tuned. This is WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.